welcome back to Coffee Break with the Mountain Astrologer. I'm Shannon Garcia. In this episode, we've got a short calendar for you of some upcoming astrological events and conferences. And then Ian Waisler and I talk about a new event getting started called the Queer Astrology Roadshow. But first, a message from Dr. Zodiac, who's one of the Mountain Astrologer's oldest sponsors. Planet Rentals. Need a Mars and Virgo for that home repair project? Rent one from Dr. Z. Or maybe you're a Capricorn with an afflicted Venus going on a first date. Rent a fifth house Libra stellium. December special, rent two outer planets and get an asteroid free. We have all planets in most signs. Sorry, no refunds on Pluto rentals. And here's your list of upcoming events and conferences. And the website addresses will also be in the show notes. First up, we've got the State of the Art Conference, or SOTA. And that is the weekend of October 22nd through 25th. That's a Thursday through a Sunday in Cheektowaga, New York. And the information for that is at DonnaVanToen.com. The very same weekend is the Organization for Professional Astrology, or OPA, retreat in Monterey, California for October 22nd through the 25th. And information for that is at opaastrology.com. Then we've got a break until a little bit into 2016 when we'll have the Northwest Astrological Conference, and that is Memorial Day weekend in 2016. And you can find some upcoming information about that at norwac.net. And following up is the International Society for Astrological Research, or ESAR, symposium on October 13th through 17th, 2016 in Costa Mesa, California. And you can find information for that at esarastrology.com. Now, even a bit further out than that, in January 21st and 22nd of 2017 will be the Avalon Astrology Conference in Gainesville, Florida. And then in February from the 16th through the 19th will be the National Council for Geocosmic Research or NCGR conference in Baltimore, Maryland from February 16th through 19th. Now, it's still quite early for some of these, but getting it on your calendar early gives you a chance to plan ahead a bit. So you can see if there's something in your area or if traveling to one of these might work out for you. And you can check out the full list in the show notes as well. And now I'm here with Ian Waisler, and we're going to talk a little bit about the Queer Astrology Roadshow, which I found out about on Facebook I guess just a couple of days ago, and I was so excited that I had to immediately message you and find out more about this. So tell us, Ian, a little bit more about how you are involved in astrology and how you got started doing this. Thanks, Shannon. Um, It's funny because the Queer Astrology Roadshow so far is mostly just a name and a picture, but you send that out on Facebook and it starts to snowball so quickly that... uh, it's caught a lot of traction and people are, are calling it in all over the country. We'll see how it gets. I'll tell you more about that in a moment. I've been into astrology for as long as I can remember. I think in grade school, the first time there was an option to decide what you were going to do your research report on. I was doing Greek mythology and uh, more so through college in my 20s, I started studying and joined some astrological teaching and workshops right around 26 or so. So for about 15 years, I've taken it quite seriously. and. I like to do all sorts of organizing, event promoting, as well as seeing clients and teaching classes here in the SF Bay area. 
The queer astrology momentum started when I met some of my peers at UAC 2012 in New Orleans. And we just all kind of collided into each other and said, this conference is amazing. And at the same time, just all sorts of assumptions around who the audience is and who the, the subject of the astrology is were, were missing for us. And we were old enough to realize that uh, complaining is no good unless we're going to do something about it. So within a year, we had the first queer astrology conference in San Francisco in July of 2013. And we held a second one this March at Spring Equinox 2015. Nice. So is that becoming an annual event? I wouldn't say it's annual. People ask me that and I just say it's one event at a time. Don't have enough resources to become an organized body that can do something annually, but there's a lot of volunteers around and we're going to have a dinner party early August to talk about having more people sharing the work so that it might become more of an annual event. Nice. So it's a cool thing that happens periodically. It's a mirage that appears from time to time, which is kind of why the QA Roadshow idea showed up. There's an astrologer named Drew who came down from Vancouver, British Columbia, who I had been introduced to by some friends, and she just completely fell in love with what we were doing and said, this is exactly what I want to see more of. And she, like a week later, posted a call out on Facebook for artists. She wanted to have artists show their art and to do research with them around their astrology and to show how their astrology and their art can inform one another and to share with the audience at a queer astrology conference how the artistic process could be seen through astrology. So she posted, and you have to be able to get to the next queer astrology conference in San Francisco in 2016. And I was like, great, who's organizing that conference? Because I was still recovering from the 2015 conference. But uh, I was out on a retreat in June, and one of her students was like, bring queer astrology to Vancouver. And it just tickled me just right. And I said, yeah, I'd love to bring queer astrology to Vancouver. So I got on the phone with Drew about two weeks ago, and we talked about coming to Vancouver, and we decided QA Roadshow was the name. And uh, it seems like if we're coming from the Bay to Vancouver, we'll certainly stop in Portland, where there's a lot of queer astrologers uh, connected to the Portland School of Astrology, at least. And money and time and energy dependent, we'd love to come to Seattle. There's some friends in Salt Lake City. Someone said bring it to Chicago. Someone said bring it to Asheville. So who knows what will happen? But uh, you know, money and energy dependent. It could be a, a huge tour next spring. I'm, hope, I'm hoping for spring of 2016. Nice. So what kind of event do you envision it being? At least this first one where you're going to Vancouver. Do you see it as being kind of a miniature version of the conference? Or are you thinking of it in some other way? Drew and I were talking and we're excited about breaking out of the conference model. So rather than having people present on research topics or techniques, which there's already so much of, the two things we were thinking to feature are both this infusion of creative arts, visual arts, performance arts, and astrology. And a separate thread that I caught a couple of weeks ago was to do something in an auto-ethnographical model, which is personal storytelling. So my idea there would be to have queer astrologers ideally share their own chart, which I like because it breaks down the invisibility of the narrator of whose voice you're talking, and to talk about their experience of coming to know themselves through astrology and showing you know whether life cycles or patterns as they see them in their own chart and then also to look at how their queerness maybe was an edge around what the astrological literature or their teachers were able to say and how they had to infuse their own self-knowing into their practice 
I'm hoping that would make a really good text to offer to the astrological community. Working title is Queer Astrology Voices. Wow, actually, that sounds really interesting. I would definitely go to an event like that. Yeah, well, you know, people like you might be people who come and speak at the Queer Astrology Voices portion of the night in your town. So what I'm thinking to do is get a core model of what we're going to do, which might be two or three evenings of astrological teaching for people who don't quite have all their planets, signs, houses, their ABCs of the language together. And then over the weekend, have kind of a festival environment. They've got some time for caucus talks where people of different identity groups get together to talk about what their agenda would be for more astrology coming in. I especially want to emphasize people talking about either financial class identified issues or about race issues, because those seem to be the two strongest themes in American culture right now. And things that seem to get left out a lot, I think, when astrologers are talking together also. Yeah, I would say that in the Bay, that conversation is becoming more and more ubiquitous, but to bring it kind of up to the professional and visible and shared with the, the global community is what our generations with the Pluto Libras and the Pluto Scorpios and even some of the Pluto Sag kids are young adults now. That's part of what we can offer. So how can people get updates about this as it gets closer to spring 2016? Well, you know, the World Wide Web is available in most houses, probably all the ones that people are getting this podcast through. The landing site is simply queerastrology.com, and there's a whole array of things available there, including a mailing list you can get on, which I will hopefully have sorted by locality so that we can actually promote to people in their part of the world specific events for them as the roadshow takes root. So if you want to keep up, I would say the Queer Astrology website and the mailing list are the best things to get yourself connected with. And if people are interested in learning more about what went on the conferences before, are there any retrospectives or recordings or, you know, people who blogged about it after the fact? I know the Mountain Astrology had a follow-up article. Yeah, it was actually a great write-up. The Mountain Astrologer had us in the June-July issue of 2014, and it was kind of wonderful because the web version went live on my birthday in April, and it's a really great birthday present. So TMA wrote up on it, and there's an article in the first issue of The Ascendant, which is the AYA, really amazing journal covering some of the next generation of astrology. So those both exist. We've also created a first anthology, which has a published self-published versions of about half of the first conference, and there's a link to that on our website. I'm hoping to get more of the first and second conferences published in book form, but in the meanwhile, all of the recordings from the second conference are live on the web, and as part of our financial accessibility model, they're all available at no charge, and please donate if you can. Wow, that's terrific. The values that Queer Astrology is exploring is this financial accessibility model where we have on one side of the website for any event, there's a, this is the ticketed price. And for people who don't balk at paying what is an urban regular day long rate, they pay and register. And then we also have a pay what you can scholarship program and usually a lot anywhere between 30 and 50% of the tickets for people to pay what they can. So everyone who wants to be there is welcome until the rooms are full. We've had over 100 people, probably 25% came at no cost to the last conference, and I still was able to pay myself a little bit for all the months of work, so that felt great. 
and further to that, we are calling in more fundraising because the roadshow will be able to go further and plan more effectively if there's um, cash coming in up front. So there's a big donate button right on the front of the website, and anyone who feels called to send $5, $500, feel free to do that. We are fiscally sponsored by the San Francisco Astrological Society, so it can be tax-free donations if you need a letter, just email and generate that for you appreciation in advance for anyone who feels called to support the work in that way. Nice. Well, we'll definitely check back in with you as time progresses, as this gets closer. And thank you, Ian, for talking to us today. I really appreciate it. Oh, Shannon, I appreciate you reaching out so much. Have a great afternoon. You can find out more on their website, queerastrology.com. And you can also check out the San Francisco Astrological Society at sfastrologicalsociety.com. And thanks for listening. Coffee Break with TMA is now available on iTunes, so go ahead and subscribe there. And if you're enjoying the show, then please give us a five-star rating, and we'll catch up with you in a couple of weeks. You can find The Mountain Astrologer at Barnes & Noble Booksellers, Whole Foods Market, PCC Natural Markets, and other specialty bookstores and newsstands nationwide. To subscribe to the print or digital edition or to download a sample copy, please visit us online at mountainastrologer.com. Capricorn with an afflicted Venus going on a first date. Rent a fifth house Libra stellium. Am I even saying that right? Okay. Sorry, no refunds on Pluto rentals. 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 Sorry, no